if I don't stop brainstorming and fucking preparing and trying to perfect it all the time, I'm never going to fucking record this podcast. Who is God? What is the meaning of life? When does life begin and where does knowledge come from? But most of all, why am I like this? On this season of Dropout Philosopher, it's midnight and there's a lot on our minds. Bat and I hope that you join us on the pursuit of self-knowledge. Welcome everyone to Dropout Philosopher's first episode of 2024. Bat and I are so happy you have all made it. Bat and I are so happy we made it. There were a couple times in 2023 where we weren't sure if we would, so... We're glad you're all here. We're glad we're here. And yeah, let's get into a overly cliche podcast episode talking about lessons we learned in 2023 and what we're going to get into for 2024. Exactly. Bat is right. My life is nothing, (laughs) nothing like cliche or boring so matter of fact hopefully this episode isn't a cliche or boring episode for you and i hope that these lessons and these goals that i have for myself can resonate with some of you all all right before we get into it um let's get through some disclaimers uh those of you who know me know i love giving those disclaimers but the first one being a trigger warning um i will be talking about suicide and attempting suicide and mental health issues etc etc so if that's not for you no hard feelings step away especially if you know me i know that it is hard for some of the people i love and some of the people who love me to hear some of my experience um, I will say, though, the second disclaimer being that this is a happy ending. I am claiming it. I am accepting it because I am working hard for it, not because it was just handed to me. I have been working my ass off for this happy ending, and I know it's going to get there. Third disclaimer, um, I have pretty much thrown out any notes I have been taking for any of these podcast episodes and I am letting the pieces fall so fourth disclaimer and this is not so much a disclaimer as it is just a thank you to all of you who listen to this podcast who encourage me to record who keep me accountable but like gently and not shaming me for it and just You all mean a lot to me. Anyone who's listening to this podcast right now, just, I love you already. I'm sorry, we're skipping all the bases, and I love you. Thank you very much. On to our 2023 lessons that we've learned. Bat, what would you like to share? Right, of course, of course. She has no lessons because she already knows everything, of course. I apologize, Bat, for asking you. I know um, I like to say I have a short-term memory 
loss privilege. It's a privilege because I can watch shows as many times as I want to because each time I learn something new because I've forgotten everything, actually. <laughs> um, I did write down my 2023 lessons and I have only three. I am human. I have survived and I'm alive. <laughs> Let me attempt to explain that. Um, I, I don't even know where to start. Uh, all I can say is one, one thing I can say is I've, I've been on fight or flight mode my entire life, apparently, and I didn't quite realize just how much, how terrified I've been of literally everything. And I think part of the reason maybe that I didn't realize how much of my life was full of fear was because I had religion. I did grow up religious and I truly believed too. Like I didn't realize quite how many people in church just like faked it. Like it was a dual life for them. For me, it wasn't like I, I genuinely believed in a lot of these things. And I, whenever I experienced cognitive dissonance, I really tried to explain it away and make it work and so it it I guess distracted from the level of fear I was having also I mean that could just be a commentary on the fact that the church operates on fear but we will not get into that um as a, another disclaimer I guess in the middle of the podcast I really critique systems more than people. I try to really critique systems more than people. So the church is referring to church, the system. The patriarchy is referring to the patriarchy, not men. So just a disclaimer, and I will, of course, be mindful of the language and try to reiterate that whenever I need to. And it's not just being terrified. It's not just being frightened. It's also the fact that it was normal. It was familiar. I did not know anything else. I could not know anything else because my environment also reflected that I was in church all the time. I was with my family all the time. I were with friends who were going through severe struggles like myself all the time. So it was just normal. This way of living was just normal. The thing is, I've been raised in a family that's really good at masking, at fun high functioning. I know that's a term we don't use anymore, so it's like masking is the official term where you're able to act normal and strong. Because part of the reason is because we are. We just self-regulate in really bad coping mechanisms, and so we're able to present as really strong and okay, but actually we're really struggling. And actually at the time of me recording this podcast, a couple hours ago, a friend texted me in response to a Instagram story I posted of just showing my outfit for the day and I felt good and I look good. And she said like, you look good. And I remember that that saying you are good at hiding, that you're actually really sad. And so I'm sending you positive energy. And she's right, and she's right because there's so much heaviness that I'm carrying into in 2024, not in any bad way, in, in a way that I know it's something that I must do in, for my healing, 
and I also have to acknowledge that it is still heavy. So to hear that message and then also realize again, like there's this certain, like these stigmas work both ways. So we've stigmatized mental illness and mental health struggle as a very dysfunctional person who can't do anything and is like homeless or something. Not that any of these things are this is the stigma, right? There's stereotypes that aren't true. It affects people who are on either extreme. So it affects the people that are struggling to function, are unhoused, are, you know, unable to find jobs. It affects them because everything is blamed on their mental illness, but it also affects the people who function, who mask like myself because then my mental illness isn't real my accommodations aren't necessary it's not given to me because the questions start sounding like this how can you be traumatized you got into bronx science how can you be traumatized you graduated bronx science how can you be traumatized you got a full scholarship to college and not one not two but three phd acceptances right out of undergrad and mind you, mind you, I did not decide to apply for graduate school until fall semester of my senior year. So I had no materials, no preparation. I mean, I was a philosophy major, but my plan was to go to medical school, right? Take the MCAT and go. I had no plan and I got into a little of this detail in one of the other episodes so shameless plug for you to go over and listen to that if you want more details on how I started applying to PhD programs but yeah I got into three fucking PhD programs of course so people hear that and they believe oh then you can't be that traumatized trauma looks different than that mental illness looks different than that disability looks different than that and here's the thing all of those facts that I just shared about myself, my academic successes, you can even add more to that. I paint, I crochet. A lot of people consider me very talented. I have a hard time calling myself talented because I don't, like, I, I just practiced a lot. I just drew a lot as a kid. And it's like, I think anyone who drew as much as that or who would do, you know, any of the things that I am good at, if anyone put in the same amount of effort that I put in, I think they would be equally as good. So that's how I look at it. And therefore, I kind of don't want to like, it's hard for me to take compliments. It's hard for me to call myself talented. But I will say I have been described as such, right? And I'm a very creative person. I am very extroverted. I talk to a lot of people. I do things. I do put myself out there. Um, I have stopped sometimes. I, I do feel a lot of embarrassment sometimes, but in other cases, I'm able to put myself out there to some extent, especially if I have support of the people I love. Meanwhile, I truly, truly believed, and I am still working myself out of that belief that I am really difficult to love, that I am annoying to love and i mean no wonder right that is one of the most common and recurring phrases i heard from my mother growing up as early as five probably earlier but i don't have a very clear memory of my childhood which isn't normal folks if you do not remember much of your childhood there is a very big chance that there is trauma involved please go to a therapist and talk about it 
even if you don't have trauma, it's always good to talk through things. So please do that. But yes, a traumatized person, <laughs> a non-traumatized person, excuse me, does not forget huge chunks of their life. Just putting that out there. <laughs> At least not unprompted, right? I'm talking about like, obviously someone gets in an accident. Like, you guys know what I'm talking about. Okay, whatever. Let me not give too many disclaimers here. Um, it's that philosophy, academic philosophy, in me trying to like choke out really specific details. But you guys, y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay. Trauma. <laughs> All of that to say, Part of growing is realizing that I've survived a lot, um, but the things that helped me survive back then no longer help me anymore. And that means letting go of the old me, letting go a lot of it, and being more honest and intentional about how I behave and how much you know, people just told me fake until you make it. And I took that to a whole new ball game. But guys, I'm not good. You know, I'm not. I'm human. I'm human. And I think I have created this persona that isn't quite human, that it can do everything. Like, yes, these academic achievements, these creative things, all of these things are worth validating, praising, sure, whatever. Like, these are things in my life that I worked hard for. And at the same time, I've tried to kill myself five different times. Six months ago, I was supposed to die. Like, that was, that was the last, that was the fifth time. Six months ago. That's not the sign of a functioning human being. That is not the sign of a well-adjusted human being. I often went and still have struggled with went weeks without brushing my teeth, weeks without showering. I am genetically blessed enough that I barely have any BO and I, so I was able to get away with just like masking that scent, but I was not bathing. Like that is not this those are not signs of a well-adjusted human being. I had no business trying to like do anything i i deserved i needed sorry deserved maybe isn't the right word i needed to be in a fucking psych ward you know i did not i should not have been out in fucking society i have no idea how i've survived all these years i have no idea how no one noticed how much I was struggling. I mean, I think a lot of people did, but I think, again, either they didn't know what to do with it. I'm, there's no blame here anymore. Like, I am coming to a place where I have been forgiving a lot of people in my life for not realizing how bad it was. And, not, and even if they did, not knowing what to do about it. Because, again, like, who? I didn't know what to fucking do about it. Moving on, though. I've survived. I did make it through, not in the best way, but I've made it through. And now I'm alive. And that means I can do things like I am. I can feel safe within myself again. Um, it's a new journey. It is very unfamiliar to me. I didn't realize quite how unfamiliar until now also i will not be correcting my accents anymore and if you're listening and fuck you <laughs> another 
quick middle of the podcast uh, <laughs> disclaimer. Um, one of my favorite compliments that someone has told me about this podcast, and I think more than one person has told me now, and it makes me really happy to hear, is that they feel like they're in a room with me and talking to me. That is exactly what I want for this podcast. I apologize for those of you who don't like it. I would prefer a little bit more streamlined kind of podcast. That's not how I am. I like having a conversation. I stutter sometimes. I fuck up my words sometimes. Though I have no loyalty to the English language, I do not give a fuck about pronouncing everything right. Of course, as long as I just need y'all to understand me. And I think you do. I think I'm an understandable person. So... Moving on, looking into 2024, what am I looking forward to? And I also wrote this down <laughs> because while I do like going rogue, I do need some notes. Otherwise, y'all wouldn't be able to keep up with me because honestly, I wouldn't be able to either. 2024, I have four words, might change this, but I'm okay with changing that because that's part of the four words. Okay. First is patience. I need to have so many, so much patience, so many patience. Same thing. Um, <laughs> all the different personalities in my head are patience, so it's fine. Okay. <laughs> I need to have so much more patience with myself and consecutive, oh, not consecutive, subsequently, yes, for the people around me. I don't think that I have been incredibly, in that. I think I'm pretty patient with people and I have been told that I'm a very patient and tolerant person, but I also don't believe in complacency and I want to always continue to improve. I never want to reach a final destination with anything. So patience with the people around me, but really importantly for myself, because if it, if it took 20, four years for me to be this traumatized, right? So yeah, six months ago I turned 24. So let's say 24 years of trauma. You'd think six months is gonna undo all of that? I don't think so. <laughs> of course, I've been on my healing journey for a lot longer than six months, but given that the relapse was only six months ago, I'm kind of like adding a quick dip into the diff, you know, the, the line graph, but it's generally okay. Um, Yes, patience, curiosity. I forgot in as the trauma got worse, and I think unfortunately that it started in Bronx science because that's when things got really bad at home and really bad like mentally for me. But I've always loved learning. I am such a curious person. Everyone hated how much I would talk as a kid and ask questions as a kid. My brother also was like that. And I loved asking questions. I loved learning new things. You put something in front of me, I'll fucking learn it. I'll fucking do it. Um, I learned drawing literally because like I had so much energy and my father had to give me something to do. So he just put some pens. At some point we had to repaint our apartment in Taiwan five times, <laughs> like the whole entire apartment because I just drew on the walls. Anyway, I love learning and I lost a lot of that to trauma and it it's I've just been trying to catch up my entire life and I guess I just couldn't anymore once I got to grad school 
Um, side note, I am having a lot more patience and kindness towards my mother. I don't know how the fuck she made it with her PhD during, you know, in India in the 90s when she was the only woman. She got married. She was pregnant with me while she was finishing up her PhD. Like, I have no fucking clue how she did it. I couldn't. And I know she has experienced a lot of trauma in her life, too. So honestly, so much admiration of course it's laced a little bit with a lot sorry a lot of it let me be very honest a lot of resentment and pain that i am working on healing it in myself so i can learn to forgive her and and move past it um actually to to be really vulnerable she is she's okay she's not critical at all but she is in the hospital and i don't know I'm, i'm learning there's a lot of old wounds with my mother and I know at the end goal is to heal, right? For intergenerational drama, trauma, like I do want her to be healed too. And while a lot of people choose no contact and I support them, a lot of people choose low contact, I support them. I've decided that I'm going to do my best to heal our relationship somehow it's gonna be really difficult and again back to patience i'm going to be really really patient with it it could take another 30 years for what i know but i hope it'll happen and mm, yeah curiosity <laughs> that more tangent on my mom aside i haven't enjoyed learning in a long time and i finally started me feeling that enjoyment a little bit once I was out of grad school and in I've been working so I, I do a nine to five and the thing about wonderful thing about nine to fives is that especially this one that I work in is that I clock in at nine I work clock out at five I do not think about work it's amazing because then I can actually have a little bit more energy for other things which I've been you know utilizing and I'm actually starting to enjoy learning again, and I joined D&D. I've been playing D&D. It's been one of my favorite things, literally a lifeline. Not to be cringy, if any of you are listening, I hope you're not. You're probably not, but if you are, I love every one of you, and literally one of the things that saved my life. Um, anyway, yes. Old G, when I tried to get into D&D a couple years ago, and I just did not make it past one session, barely. Don't even remember it. Just because I did not, I could not handle learning anything else. But I've just been learning so much new stuff and actually enjoying the learning process since I've left grad school. And it's been beautiful. And I want to continue that into 2024. Okay. Third word is pieces. So, what does that mean? I have always been a plan ahead kind of person. I need to know everything about everything and I need to know exactly how it goes and I need to see the big picture. And I've realized that whenever I focus on the big picture too much and I think I found a big picture, the pieces don't piece they don't come together um because just I'll, I'll get there and then i'll i think i see the full picture and then i start finding pieces that don't fit the picture in my head 
that that's a joke for some of you who know me because you know that I'd have no mental imagery, but follow along for the metaphor, please. Anyway, put a couple pieces together, right? It's like, yes, a jigsaw puzzle. You pull out the pieces. You don't look at the big picture on the jigsaw puzzle. Say you're not able to. You're just given a bag with the pieces in it. You start putting that shit together. Start with the edges first. Anyone who does it any other way, you're a fucking psychopath. What do you mean? Put the edges first. Then you start putting, you know, in the middle parts. You know, at some point, you're going to start seeing a picture form. And... It's easy, our brain is really good at filling in the rest of it, even if there's no other piece. I don't know if that works for Jigsaw Puzzle, but that's how color works, that's how a lot of other things work. Our brain fills in the gap. So, naturally speaking, I think it works metaphorically too. Our brain fills in the gaps of the narratives around us, of the observations and the perceptions around us. Our brain fills those gaps in, and if we're not careful, it's gonna to fill those gaps in with outdated information, with information from your past life, right? Your what you how you used to be, unhealthy coping behaviors, what you saw your parents doing, whatever. If you're not careful, your brain will only fill in those gaps with information it has. So make sure to update your information and make sure to just focus on the pieces because if you start making connections and then you find pieces that don't fit into that overall picture you're going to try to make them fit or you'll throw it out altogether or whatever it may be either way i realized this for myself too when i first started this podcast I, or thought about this podcast it was a completely different idea than what it is now um, and if I had just stuck to that, it, this would have never come out. None of this podcast would have come out. And while, yes, this is unrefined and maybe not the best, at least I'm getting it out there. And there have been people who have found value, which I feel so honored by. I love that. And so, yeah, I'm going to let the pieces fall. The pieces are piecing. That's my, um, discord handle bio thing if you know and we underscored g without the spot okay anyway last word not to be you know gay which is a compliment anyway but the fourth word is love but really it's self-love um i know I, I know i don't usually do this but i'm going to make a reference to the cover um, which is a painting I did of myself. It is a self-portrait. Both of the figures in the painting are myself. And I realize I am the kind of person, you know what I'm talking about, set yourself on fire to warm someone else kind of lover. That is me. Have I always been good at it? I don't, like, I don't, is that always how the other person feels? No, but that's what I'm doing, right? Um, and I was like, what if I do that for myself? What, what does that even look like? Why is that not allowed? If, how can I authentically give someone something that I don't believe I am deserving of giving to myself? That makes no sense. Someone can make that make sense and come to me. I'll consider it, but I couldn't make that makes sense to toxic G. That's why she had to go. And I'm here learning what that means to 
actually cater to myself, um, to know what I want, to know what I like, to enjoy my company, to enjoy my intellect, my conversation, the things I want to talk about. And again, I'm a very accommodating person. I always make space for other people, but I realized that one of the ways I've made space for other people was by making myself smaller. So what does that look like to take up all the space that I am meant to and then make space for people elsewhere? All right, I've said that word too many times. We're moving on. Self-love. And that is how I want to do 2024. Will I change those words to try to make an acronym or some sort of pattern just to make it look cool or sound cool? Probably. But you know what? Maybe not. We'll see. But this is a work in progress. And if a piece falls and I have to add that to the list, I'm going to be okay with that. I don't have everything figured out. But I don't think I'm meant to either. I wanted to end this episode by sharing with you all my new year experience, <laughs> my 2024, right? First day of 2024. Um, for a little bit of context, this is my first holiday season, not someone's girlfriend since 2018. Um, this is also my first holiday season since ever, since I was born, where I didn't um, do the duties of the daughter like i didn't go with my parents i just was like i'm not going to church i'm staying home I'm, i i will spend time with you i'll like eat dinner with you or whatever but i'm not doing anything else i am staying home <laughs> for the holidays and then for for new year's this is the first time again that i wasn't someone's girlfriend or at church and i <laughs> I reconnected with some high school friends. Um, shout out to you all if you're listening. And one of them invited me to her home. And some of them I hadn't seen since we graduated in 2017. And it was such a beautiful way to start the new year to see people that you haven't seen. And wow, like I can't even. <laughs> oh my goodness, I can't even imagine the years right now since 2017 to 2024 so much of our lives have changed and i heard this one compliment that really resonated with me and started off the year right she said i so i can't even remember the exact wording but it was so deep for me because she said like i've seen you become more yourself and a lot of people recently have seen me change and they say it that way and I know they don't mean harm by it. And I know I have changed a lot physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, etc. Um, but to see her phrase it that way felt good because I am more sure of myself and kinder towards myself than I have ever been in my entire life. And I still have, like, I am just kind enough to myself to know that I have so much further to go like I have so much work to do and to hear that encouragement to start the year off with these wonderful people was just amazing and does that change the fact that I attempted suicide six months ago no but it does mean that 
Like, I am a lucky fucking bastard, I guess.